Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Bongino Brief. I'm Dan Bongino. Listen, I, I, I can't vouch for every statistic in here. We've been doing our homework. But I'm putting it up because it's, uh, it's from Zero Hedge. And it's interesting if, if the numbers are, are even remotely accurate. Given everything that's going on with the global instability right now between China and Taiwan, Ukraine and Russia, Iran trying to get a nuclear bomb. It's a lot going on, a lot we have to be concerned about. But I ask you this, is China, are they, they, they prepping for something? This is a tweet from uh, Zero Hedge. China currently holds an estimated 84% of global copper, 70% of corn, 51% of wheat, 40% of soybeans, 26% of crude oil, and 22% of aluminum inventories. China stockpiling commodities? Why would they be doing that? Why did they tell their people, and this I can confirm, months ago that it was a good idea to start preparing uh, with emergency food and, uh, and, and then to start stocking up item on items? Food and things like that. Why would they do that? You think it's by mistake? You think this communist regime just slipped up and by accident let that message go out? You know, um, I said to you before, I said again, I'll say it again. Just because the Russia-Ukraine fight is not our fight doesn't mean it's not a situation we shouldn't be concerned about. This could spiral out of control quickly. I'm afraid if the Chinese Communist Party learns a lesson from this, they'll invade Taiwan and we can find ourselves in a far worse situation. If that data is even remotely accurate, there's no reason they should be stockpiling all of those commodities to hedge against something without, uh, you know, without thinking what the something is. They know what the something is. The question is, do we know and our intelligence? Now, one of the things I said to you about the Ukraine crisis is Biden has to get serious, folks. I'm on Team America, okay? I don't want America to lose here to make a political point. The guy in the White House is a hapless buffoon. That's obvious. But we're stuck with what we have right now, unfortunately. I wish President Trump was back in there right now. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate mega stores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. 
you know, I used to kind of, it's not a joke, but I used to jokingly refer to it in a number of situations as the Brock Lesnar-Vinny theory of foreign policy. There are two ways to do this. You can be the toughest guy on the block, like a Brock Lesnar type, and no one's going to mess with you because they, you know, you go in a bar, you see Brock Lesnar. How many beers do you have to have to drink before you take a shot at Brock Lesnar? The answer is there isn't enough beer in that bar for me to get my, my, my caboose kicked by Brock Lesnar. He's a beast. You ever see him? UFC guy, WWE guy. He's like six, six, 300 pounds of muscle and he's mean looking too. I'm not trying to downplay this, but it, sometimes simple stories work best. You can do that in these, in these geopolitical fights where you have the biggest, baddest military in the world and nobody dares mess with you because you'll get crushed. One of the lessons they learn from the Iraq war, foreign governments around the world, is don't dare go to a ground war with the United States without nuclear weapons. You'll get crushed like the Iraqis did. Remember all the stories, Joe, about the Iraq army? Oh, my gosh, it's so powerful. One of the largest armies in the world. We we destroyed. It was humiliating. We destroyed them. Humiliating for them. That's because we had the Brock Lesnar approach. Or you could take the Vinny approach. What's the Vinny approach? Vinny was a kid I grew up with. He was a very small kid. I don't think he had an ounce of muscle on him. But the thing with Vinny was he was unpredictable. Vinny'd fight you at the drop of a hat. He'd lose every fight, but it didn't matter because he'd fight you. And you take a few uh, lumps yourself. And you know what? I'm telling you, nobody messed with Vinny. Nobody. Even though they knew they could beat him in a fight because they knew they'd have to fight Vinny because Vinny was totally unpredictable. He wound up smashing over the head with a bottle. Like Vinny, yeah. This applies to Biden now. Either Biden has to do something muscular or stand easy and be unpredictable. He, uh, the problem right now is he's doing neither one of those things. You don't think Putin's is like, I smell weakness. This is the neither the Brock Lesnar nor the Vinny approach. This is the Brinny approach. You're trying to be halfway between both. Either cut them off from Swift. You know, sanction everyone in London, grad, over there in London where the Russians go and hide their money. Or just sit back and wait and be strategically ambiguous, which will scare Putin a little bit because he doesn't know what you're doing. Now, being strategically ambiguous has its benefits. I always said this about Trump. That one of the benefits of Donald Trump in office was that they never knew what he was going to do. He was the Vinny character. He was unpredictable. They never knew what he was going to do, and they did not mess with him for four years. I've discussed this story on the show many, many times, right? And nobody seems to believe me. I bring it up, and no one believes me that this was a strategic benefit to Trump, and this is why Putin wouldn't mess with him. I've told the story on the show about the Russian mercs in Syria. They had this mercenary force in Syria. You haven't heard much about the story. The reason you haven't heard about it is because the media sidelined the story. They talked about it a little bit, but it made Trump look tough on Russia, so you never heard about it. Did you know he wiped out 90 Russian mercs and 100 recruits of other nationalities in Syria with zero injuries to U.S. personnel? Holman Jenkins talks about it in this Wall Street Journal piece, containing Russia old school. Jenkins says a delicate observation also needs to be made. He saved his Ukraine depredations for the Obama and then the Biden administration. Talking about Putin. Though his expectations of Mr. Biden so far seems to have been disappointed. His biggest misreading may have been, talking about Putin, of the events of February 7, 2018. That was the day U.S. ground and air forces in Syria destroyed an armored Russian mercenary column, killing an estimated 90 Russian citizens 
and 100 recruits of other nationalities at a cost of zero injuries to U.S. service personnel. Folks, I'm not asking you to agree with the decision or not Trump made February 7th of 2018. But Trump, as commander-in-chief at the time, obviously it's 2018, gave Jim Mattis the go-ahead, the defense secretary at the time, to annihilate, in their words, a group of Russian mercenaries in Syria for strategic reasons. They warned the Russians. They went through proper deconfliction channels and they warned these Russian mercs, we are going to kill you if you don't leave. You know what Putin said, Joe? No, you won't. I don't mean to make light of death, but that decision didn't quite work out for Putin, did it? Do you know that was the largest loss of life in decades in a Russian-U.S. military interaction? You're like, my gosh, I've heard about that before on your show, but I haven't heard about it in the mainstream media much. Why is that? Because it defeated almost immediately the narrative that Trump was a Russian stooge. Really? By wiping out nearly 100 Russian mercenaries in the Syrian desert? Really? That's what Russian stooges do? And you know what Vladimir Putin did about it, ladies and gentlemen? Nothing. Because Trump was unpredictable. Biden's very predictable. The Dan Bongino Show. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the Dan Bongino Show wherever you get your podcasts.